another episode of the Holiness Podcast. I am so excited today to have with me my friend Lisa Reddy. So glad you're here. There are so many things you you are involved in, and I'm so glad that our schedules work to get together and have a conversation (laughs) here at General Conference. What's your week been like so far? It's been busy. It's been a great week. We've uh, had Safe Church Seminar that went great. Services have been wonderful. Thank you for the opportunity to be here with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So glad it worked out. We've been talking about the word discipleship. And it's this podcast, the Holiness Podcast. We believe God calls us to be whole and holy. And so we've been talking about some wonderful aspects of growing close to the Lord, part of that discipleship process. And so I know you've thought about this, and I just thought it would be a wonderful time to get to share a little bit of your heart and, and what the Lord's showing you about this principle. Well, I think that um, the greatest quest that we have truly as believers is just that pursuit of discipleship. And the hardest thing of pastoring, <laughs> I think, truly is helping people understand discipleship in a way that is not, um, in a way that is not condemning, yeah. but that is empowering to walk in the spirit. Yeah. I think that many times, uh, especially North American Christianity, we make it about our checklists, about our do's and don'ts, and um, sort of this scorecard almost, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it's really interesting that you contact me for this. We've been talking a lot about this in our local congregation recently. And so I think uh, one thing that God really has placed on my heart, thinking about how can we lift that burden off from people and help them see that, hey, holiness and discipleship and being whole Uh, in the presence of God, these are things that you can do because you don't have to do it. I love that. I love that. Right? So it's things that you can walk in, you can experience the fullness and the goodness and the greatness of God because it's not your work. Mm. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in you. And we just have to yield to that, right? Yes. And so I think one thing that, um, an illustration that I used recently was, um, what, what sort of, what's the source of your strength, right? And so we talk about cars. They run on the storage principle. So when, you know, well, cars that are fuel cars, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> they, they run on the storage principle. So you have gas. You run that gas out. You're empty. Yeah. So you just refill. And I think, I'll be honest, I think that's really kind of how I viewed my spiritual walk. Okay, you know, we need a refill. Yeah, you know, we need yeah. a re- we need uh, more, you know, everything pours out and then we need to be refilled. But I think um, a way that I've been thinking about it uh, more recently that seems to make, I don't know, that seems to resonate with me more lately is more the contact principle, mm. right? So electric trains, they run on the contact principle. So they have to be connected, you know, to that rail. They have to have that contact, um, and that's where their power comes from. That's the source of their strength. That's how they move. And so I really think about that in terms of what spirituality should look like for us. It's not what we can pour in or pour out. It, it's not really about those things. 
but it's more about how closely we are connected to the source. Oh, that's so good because I, I really, I really think it's that maturing process. I, I think understanding that it's it probably maybe it's as North Americans you reference that we're with a lot of our relationships we are transactional right. I do this for you and so then you right. do this for me and it's easy to bring that approach to our relationship with God but I love Absolutely. what you're saying about not just this level thing that I quantify right but being connected to him that's so good and I think um, going back to you know we we're talking about wholeness as yes. a part of holiness um, for me personally, I think that it's been a huge struggle over my life. Like, I want to be the good girl. I want yeah. to do the right things. I want to please God. I want to please people. Yeah. Um, the pleasing people part is probably a lot more exhausting yeah. than pleasing God. And we project that, I project that onto my relationship with God, mm -hmm. right? Because we kind of think, just like you said, transactional, and we think that that it, that it becomes so difficult. But I think what, where God has really helped me in recent years is yeah. to see that it's about presence over performance. I love that. You know, really, uh, really being in his presence, really soaking up his goodness and what he has for me and hearing his voice. And, you know, when we do that, then it's a lot easier. God can guide and lead. And it's not this, well... You know, here's the list of your infractions. And don't get me wrong, we're, we're called to holiness. Certainly. We're called to walk godly, good lives. Sure. But I think when we make it more about what we do mm. rather than what he's already done, mm. that's really the challenge. And so my goal for my own life, <laughs> uh, for my own spiritual development, particularly of late, as God has been dealing with me about this, is to realize that I'm whole in Him. Yes. I am His, and I need to just stay connected to Him. Yes. And the closer I am to Him, it's easier to drown out the distractions and the performance anxiety or whatever the yeah. things that we have that, you know, with, with our relationships that we layer over our relationship with God. That's so good. So good. Oh, keep going. We just love this. I, I think that that idea of performance, nobody's going to say they're doing that, but I do think that's just in reality because everything in our lives are built around performing. Right. So I think we just revert back to that if we're not intentional about connection. And, and I love the way right. you said that presence versus performance. Oh, keep going. This is so good. <laughs> so good. Well, okay. So I think... Um, I've, I've really focused a lot on the fruit of the Spirit. Yes. Oh, good. In my own life. I think that, you know, we can talk about discipleship. We can talk about sanctification. We can talk yeah. about walking in what what right. God has for us. And there's a, there's a quote, uh, of course, I think it's very relevant to us as yeah. apostolics because we do believe in the work of the Spirit, yeah. right? But uh, there's a quote by John Bevere. It says, we will be judged according to fruit not gifting. Oh, wow. A gift is given, fruit is cultivated. Wow. And, um, and th that's powerful it in is. and of itself, right? Uh, but I think even that, when I hear something like that, I'm like, okay, get busy. Yeah. Start working on that fruit. Yeah. You know, start. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, telling the tree, just, just, you know, just produce fruit, just produce yeah. fruit. Um, but I, if I could, I'd like to read um, sure. from Galatians 5. 22, 23, where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. It says, 
But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. And reading from that version, it makes it very clear. It doesn't say, Lisa Reddy, you must produce all mm. these things in your life. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm. The Holy Spirit produces yes. all of these things. And so I know that a Christian should walk in peace and not yeah. in fear. But what I find is the more I focus on, I want peace, I need peace, yeah. I need this, then the more anxiety, Oh yeah. you know, yeah. that that could be. Or, um, you know, the more love I need to have for this person who is yeah. driving me absolutely crazy, yeah. you know, then you, I don't know, it feels like this thing I have to do that I don't even have within me. Right. But the more I can just hit my knees in the presence of the Lord yes. and soak up His goodness, yeah. then I'm just a conduit of the goodness that he's doing in me because it's his work. Oh, it's yes. not my work. And so I think it's a lot easier to walk in what God has for us when we stay connected to him. And we realize that the pursuit of the fruit of the spirit, it's his work. Oh, it's not man. mine. I just have to surrender to that work. Oh, that's so good. I love that so much. I mean, we know that, you know, it's by his grace he saves us, but then I think after that, sometimes we revert back to we want to do everything. Absolutely. So it's, so it's so instructive what you're saying about that fruit of the Spirit. The Spirit produces that. Yes, I'm going to seek after Him, but it's not something where I've got to do this myself. Right. I love right. that. Right. You know, um, one thing that is really impactful for me, I read recently um, talking about you know, we can come to, it was, a, it was a funny illustration. It talked about how, um, you know, this lady had a rose bush that was dead in her backyard. And I don't know, I guess she was having people come over or whatever. So she decided that, well, I can't have this rose bush looking like this. You know, I need to do something. So she went and bought roses, stapled them to the oh. rose bush, thinking that, you know, well, at least it'll look something, you know. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, my Lord, how much do I do that oh, yeah. in the spirit, yeah. right? How yeah. much am I just trying to layer my work yeah. onto, yeah. onto what God is already doing? And really the truth is that healthy fruit, you know, that comes from deep roots. Yeah. If I want the fruit... Um, if I want the fruit of the Spirit, if I want discipleship, if I want wholeness, right. if I want holiness, right. all of that comes from deep roots. And Scripture talks a lot about that, you know, in the same way that that we're called to add these things, you know, to us. We can feel like, okay, like if you read, uh, well, I'll just be honest. When I've read that passage from Galatians before, I'm like, well, Lord... I mean, I'm, I'm okay at this. I'm not great at this. And, you know, you kind of want to say, well, Lord, you know my personality. You made me. I mean, you know <laughs> right. that I'm going to be better at this than I'm going to be at that. And that's the wrong approach. Yes, yes. Because it's, because it's truly not about um, my personality. Of course, we are all created to image him sure. um, differently because sure. yeah, we're created in his image but with different gifts, different um, talents, just different personalities. But I think wholeness in God is not about my personality. Right, right. Holiness before God 
is about surrender. Mm -hmm. And so the thing you struggle with may be very different from the thing that I struggle, but we're all going to struggle. That's right. You're going to struggle. I'm going to struggle. And so we have to find ways to surrender those things over to God. That's so good. You know, I, I, I hope that in years past, we've not done a disservice to the Word of God by presenting spiritual disciplines like prayer and so forth as this uh, drudgery, as something we've got to do, and I, I got to work so, so hard. I told someone, it, it's been a few years back, and I was just in a season of reevaluating my prayer life and different things, and I told someone, I said, I am not interested in having a competition of willpower to say, you know, like, because sometimes I'm afraid we've presented things like prayer and just living for God right? in general as right. though it's like, grit your teeth and endure. really, yeah, and endure. I, I, so I, I'm not out to get a, a trophy for having this incredible willpower. Right. Right. Because, I mean, even the way we word that sometimes, we take God out of the very search of getting right. to know Him. Right. So that's why I appreciate what you're sharing of, of, of getting a reframing of this where it's His Spirit that's going to produce the fruit. It's right. His Spirit working through us, and our part is to simply right. connect to the Spirit. I love right. that. Oh, so good. Well, you know, um, I think, okay, especially people who you know, struggle with, um, I have this hang up or I don't feel worthy mm. in your sight. And I think to a degree, probably all people feel sure. that, um, if they're honest with themselves yeah. and, and of course, how can we feel worthy Certainly. in our, in our, um, in our own ways of coming to God. But I think the focus should really be on whose we are. That's good. You know, and so I have found that in times when I feel overwhelmed or um, I feel just just that heaviness of unworthiness, and I'm not talking about conviction. Sure, sure. I'm not talking about when you go to church and it's an amazing service and it brings you to your knees and, you know, sure. so you're in this moment and you're trying to hold on to, to the presence of God, but I'm talking about condemnation. Right, right. right. Where, where we... It's very easy for us to take conviction from the Lord and let Satan yeah. turn that to condemnation. Yeah. And I, I have found in my own life that when I focus on whose I am, mm -hmm. that I can let go of the guilt and I can let go of the shame of my shortcomings. And it's not about this uh, checklist or arbitrary standard that I am falling short with, right? right? Because... It seems like in, unless I'm focusing on whose I am, then it's me, 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 I, I, I. And it's all about what, even if it's a, even if it's, I, I think we forget about pride can go both ways. That's true. That's right? very even true. Even if it's not, oh, look how great I am. It is, oh, look what I can't do. I, 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 yeah. me, me, me. But all of that is based in pride because all of that, yeah. we're not connected to the source. Very good. We are the source. Mm -hmm. Right? And so that's really, I think God is calling all of us to mm -hmm. surrender to whose we are so as good. opposed to what we think we should be. Oh, that's so good. I, I think if we could get that right focus, it's going to take care of so many other things that we probably obsess about when we're, we're looking at the wrong thing, we're fixated on the wrong thing. So I, I just, I really appreciate that refocusing. So good. So good. Well, I just, I just love this direction. And maybe as we, you know, start kind of, uh, 
bringing all this together, maybe just help us get a little direction. If someone's hearing this and they're wanting to say, you know what, I, this is speaking to me. I, I need to take action here. What might that look like? I think, um, I think the big challenge that we have is how do we make something actionable? Like you have these thoughts, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, you're gonna, it's, it's kind of the same way of how you go to church on a Sunday and it's a great service and it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then you get up on Monday morning and you look in the mirror and you're like, <laughs> oh, you, you're back, <laughs> right? And so I, I think the reality is we are only as mature as our most immature fruit, wow. right? Oh, good. So my maturity can be measured by my most immature fruit. Wow. And so I think that when I when I look at that, you know, that I can look at it more than uh, I can look at that more than one way. I can look at that as like, oh, oh, I'm defeated. I can't accomplish this. Sure. Or I can look at that as like, okay, God you have some work to do in me. You have some work to do in me. And my job right. is to surrender to that. And I, I do think we are called, in terms of practical application, we are called to evaluate our fruit. Right. We are called to evaluate our discipleship, our commitment. Um, my goodness, our message from our general superintendent on <laughs> being consumed with zeal, zeal for what God has for us. Yes. You know, so... So again, we can take that and we can feel overwhelmed or we can surrender to God and say, Lord, I see areas in my life that are not whole before right. you. I see opportunities for growth That's right. when it comes to holiness and when it comes to discipleship and when it comes to the pursuit of the fruit of the Spirit. And so rather than looking at this as my checklist, yeah. but looking to this as this is my point of surrender. Oh, yes. This is what I'm surrendering to you, God, and this is, this is how I do that. And I can't do it because right. it's got to be spirit over flesh. That's right. That's it's got right. to be spirit over flesh. Um, I think that we think too many times that um, we have to be good mm -hmm. to get God. Yes. But the truth of the matter is we, we just need to get God, period. Yes. And then he imparts and That's imputes right. his holiness upon us. Absolutely. Galatians 5.16 says to walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It doesn't say when you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh, then you will be mine. That's right. Then you can walk in the spirit. But it tells us if you pursue me, I'm here, you know, arms so open wide. So if you pursue me, then you will be able to walk in the spirit. Then you will be able to live this life of wholeness, of holiness, of discipleship, of the fruits of the Spirit. Oh, I love that. I don't think I've really put together walking in the Spirit and discipleship because often we've made discipleship a certain season right. for young Christians. Right. And I think over the last probably decade, we've done better as a movement, as understanding that is an ongoing journey. Right. We don't complete. But I think today your conversation helps us realize that call to be led of the Spirit is connected to this ongoing walk. Absolutely. I would love to just kind of use the phrase right now, Spirit-led discipleship. Absolutely. It's not a journey that we perform. I love right. that. Following Him. I think, the, I think um, probably the biggest aha moment I've, as I've been praying mm -hmm. through this, right? Probably the biggest aha moment for me 
um, truly was when God kind of showed me in the same way, hey, can, can you bring about your own salvation? Clearly not, Lord. Mm-hmm. Then how do you think you can bring about your own sanctification? Wow. And that was so really, it was really convicting yeah. to me, but it was also very liberating because yeah. I realized, right. it's your work, God. Yes. It's not mine. And so my goal really, I just need more of you. That's right. I just need more of your presence. Again, presence over performance. Yeah. And when I'm in your presence, it's going to be so much easier to walk according to the spirit it's going to be so much easier to not fulfill the lust of the flesh mm-hmm. because my desire when i'm connected to the source right. my desire is for you so good so good he puts those desires in our heart right, right desire i love that i that's love right. that everything comes back to connecting to him oh that's so good so good well i i'm just so blessed by what you shared i know we have others who will be as well. Maybe just as we start to conclude, would you share maybe a final word of encouragement to someone out there that's watching and listening and as they process this and and think about what that means in their lives, maybe just bless us with some final encouragement. I would say that um, too many times we make the spiritual walk about striving. Okay? And and there are verses, obviously, that tell us to press toward the mark. Certainly. And, you know, I'm not saying that, I, I don't want to be misunderstood. I'm not saying that spirituality is just yeah. sitting back yeah. and, you know, no. But, but what is the object of our pursuit? Right. Like if the object of my pursuit is me being better yeah. or me making God happy, mm. you know, um, or me um, being the role model for everyone else. Mm particularly people in ministry. Yeah, yeah. People in ministry, y'all. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We are, you know, so much of our life is pouring out to other people. Certainly. But if we make that the pursuit, if, if our pursuit is what we do, then you're going to be exhausted mm-hmm. and worn out and depleted. And quite frankly, mm-hmm. you're going to be, uh, <laughs> you're going to be in a position where you feel like, man, I, I truly don't know if I can do this. Yeah. But but here's the good news, and this is yeah. what I would want anyone to know. God can do this in you. You don't have That's to do right. this. And so I think that when we find a way to surrender to God, when we find a way to submit to Him, and and we do that by, by like, like I said, inspecting the fruit, yeah. bringing those places of weakness, of challenge, surrendering them at the feet of God. Yes then he can come and he can visit with us. He can minister to us and our strength truly will be found from that source of connection. So it may sound like it's too good to be true. Well, it is because his, because it's, it's definitely too good to, to be something that we can do. Right. Right. So he says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And that's really what discipleship is. It is being a follower of Jesus, walking after him, taking on his yoke, and allowing him to do the transformative work that we simply can't. So it really is this release and surrender to him, and it makes life, the pursuit of discipleship so much easier for us when we, I think, when we frame it that way. 
Oh, that's so beautiful. I am so encouraged today, and I know that those who've joined us, whether watching or listening, I believe they're going to be as well. Thank you for sharing your heart today. I'm so grateful for what you've shared with us. And I pray that all of us will take this to heart and put it into practice to seek Him, be led of His Spirit in this journey to grow closer to Him. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you.